I think we I have don't readers. Know. Yes, fantastic. Okay, I think we're good. We've been live, uh, ish, and uh, now now we're recording, for sure. Yay. Ish, ish. This no, is Rob. Sure. Oh, okay, for sure. This yep. is Rob. Hi. Hello. Go forward. It's writing. How is everybody out there? How's everybody in here? We're doing Cavoir. good. We're doing good. Jonathan's joining us. Hi, Jonathan. Hello. Cavoir's joining us. Hi, Cavoir. Hello. Hello. In control is <laughs> here. Hello. Don't, don't think you're right. <laughs> Everybody has to say hello exactly like that now. Just hello. On principle. I don't recommend it. I don't even consistently <laughs> do that. It was just uh, what you missed is also the the flashing of the peace sign that is part of that. But that's beside the point. Oh dear! Yeah. I'm actually surprised you gave a peace sign instead of devil horns. Yeah. Well, <laughs> things can be two things. Things can be two things. Things can be two things. Avesatani uh, and all that. Yep. So, oh, crap. what are we talking about tonight? Jonathan brought up an interesting Jonathan's. thought. Thought of yeah. interesting things. Tell us, tell us what it was. Um, it's nothing like that. I'm sure hasn't been covered before uh, by other people. Yes, but they um, are us. Right, and and this is more specifically for me to sort of, I don't know, maybe focus or help me focus a bit. Um, so. What I am curious about is what the uh, framework looks like for sparse games. And what I mean when I say sparse is few words written to describe them, I guess. Um, I don't want to say sparse and, and it to mean that they're simple or short or anything like that. Um, just sparse as in like sparsely written that's it extremely concise yeah yeah it could be i don't know if that yeah well that's something i want to dig into if conciseness is important mm. or not but but anything like that but <clears throat> i guess i'm more looking for like for kind of like oh should i what... make the topic more more specific <laughs> yeah sure see what you have right now it's how to make framework so Oh, okay. So for me specifically, I'm curious about how we um, how we create a framework for sparse games or or small games. The design uh, of compact games? Is... Yeah, 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 yeah. But also like in general, what's expected of games and how do we make that in a small game? And by games, in, in this sense, I'm talking about role-playing games. Okay. So, so it's not just about designing them, it's also about expectation. Like what do most people expect from a role playing game before they uh play ooh. it, right? Or when you say like role playing game, like what are the elements that one could assume? I don't know if I'm making this too broad or maybe I'm not no, being clear the, enough. No, the, the, this is if anything too narrow. Um but <laughs> that's beside the point. I'm sure we can talk about it for a fair bit. Um yeah. so <clears throat> 
things that I that immediately spring to mind is most people are going to assume that you need some type of randomizer, but that's not required. Um, but, um, either a setting or a way to make a setting is generally important. Is what I would wow. say. Again, not required. Well, yeah, you know, there's this. Uh, now that you mention it, I've, and I've just thought of this there's i can't i don't know how it's described but there's like the uh the setting the situation the uh shoot now i can't remember the plot and the um theme uh, i can't remember i just heard someone talking about this the other day on one of their podcasts it was jason pitt on uh, on his podcast but um Anyway, sorry, I cut you off, and now I, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Exposition? No, um, what was I thinking? That's, that's oh well. Uh, that's, that happens. Yeah. Don't... You could ask him, he's in the, he's in the, he's in, in the, um, he's online, like right over there. <laughs> yeah, you can ping him I'm and just... see if he knows yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, just send them something really big. Like, you were talking about something the other day. What was the thing you were talking well, about? Well, the thing is, is he just <laughs> released the podcast, but it's actually from a panel from, like, whenever last year sometime. So I don't want to pretend that he knows Makes exactly what he said. But, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. It's like, excuse me, sir. Uh, was this this one specific thing you said a year ago? I'm confused about it. Could you elucidate? Yeah. I'm not confused. I just don't remember it all. <laughs> I mean, let's be fair. For most game designers, like if they have their fans talking to them, that's basically what most questions end up being. That's true. Yeah. Is that something all of us want? I'm besides Capricorn. Um, I think fans? that people think of that as like um. <laughs> a bit of a sign that you've made it, like when people start asking you questions. It's fine. Nobody will ask us questions. No. <laughs> You're right. Because we have made our answers available in the most cryptic form possible. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if we ever, God forbid, we ever actually publish a game and get hey, out of Jonathan has published a game. <laughs> that's true. God forbid you, Catrice, and I ever publish a game and get on a I panel somewhere. That I oh, stop interrupting, Jesus! <laughs> All right. The, okay, so, I'm, 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 assuming Catrice and I publish a game at some because <laughs> you have said, I remember now, you are not going to, but for the hypothetical game that I'm talking about that isn't getting published by none of us right now, <laughs> Hear me out. All right. So we're on a panel, and you get asked a question, and you just say, I refer you to episode 83. <laughs> yes. Uh, there you go. Yep. Great. Oh. Actually, the episode you should refer them to is episode 69, <laughs> which is the episode about esoteric landscapes. Is it? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that's, I couldn't have planned that, and that's great. 
yeah, the, I, I just wanted to point that out that according to our official numbering, uh, yeah, <laughs> I needed to say that to someone. So this is official on the podcast now. But yeah, we were, Jonathan had an actual topic before we went this far. Yes. Okay. yes. Let's, let's, let's talk about so the now, actual topic. Yeah. So now yeah. we have. Yeah. Do it. So setting has been brought up, plot has been brought up, uh, randomizer slash decider has been brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are just sort of aspects of that I, I think we expect or there people is expect one important of thing. RPGs. Yeah, there is one actually important thing that I don't have any qualifier on that some that Catrice is sure to push back against, um, okay. which is that uh, they need to give you either tell you what type of character or characters you need to make at some point. No, I don't have an issue with that. Like, there's... Or at least tell you what type of character is assumed to be ideal for this kind of a game. Because, you know, the players are just going to make whatever. It doesn't matter if it's supposed to be, you know, medieval, gritty realism. You're going to end up with somebody playing like some science. A clown hacker. Somebody's going to be a clown hacker. I've seen it it happen. Or Spider-Man. Yeah, Yeah, this is. I've seen Spider-Man. Like, there you go. So you can say which kind of characters are intended to work with this game and setting. That's probably the best you can do, but I think that the game should tell you this. So, I think, like, it's fair to say, or at least maybe it's not fair to say, but I think that a lot of people would expect a start um, or a way to create a start. Uh, And then that sort of, like, suggests maybe ending, but... uh, I think that a lot of people definitely probably don't expect an ending. You know, strangely enough, I don't think that's necessarily required, even though it it should be, but it's like, we've gone with D&D for how many years now at this point with you, okay, you're in a tavern. Like, okay, but that doesn't have a start. That's because D D and D's characters have no motivation baked into the game. No, so but they, I mean, they have no reason to be there except for. No, but we're talking about what do people expect out of an RPG? Well, I'm saying the expectation. Well, okay. So if this is so, the part of the problem is when I say RPG here, right? We 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 have a definition in our heads, and when I say RPG at 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 a, at a your typical game store, ninety percent of the people in there will have a completely their definition of RPG will probably be Dungeons and Dragons, and so they will expect class, they will expect a D twenty, they will expect saving throws, they will expect skill rolls, they will expect damage dice. Okay, so this is like that's that's we have to deal with that as as designers. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, but in your short game, you yeah, no, even in short games, this is the thing. So, like when you see like something like uh, the Black Hacker or or, uh, or or Maze Rats or something like that, like how how I, I'm just noticing how beholden so many 
smaller games are to those to those tropes because absolutely yeah yeah. it's something else i was thinking about too is like um because i i get very frustrated with them but i also like was wondering it's like can we or hit points sorry yeah hit points yeah um but like are we i've wondered if i was like missing by not taking advantage of those things um well, I mean, Do you know you're what talking I mean? about a, a very concise, short, written out game. Like, it may not be a, a small game necessarily, but if you're trying to make something that's relatively small in terms of wording, then to do that, one of the biggest advantages you have is to use tropes and pre-established ideas that already exist. So if you don't do anything weird with hit points, people know what hit points are. Just in Mm -hmm. general, you don't need to do like a long, lengthy explanation of how you do hit points. You can say, you have hit points. There you go. Problem solved. Well, okay. A ton. To, to be to be contrarian in this situation, nobody has a consistent definition of what hit points are, and there's a lot of disagreement. <laughs> no, 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 Capuar, no, no. you you are correct. However, however, I believe what Catrice is pointing to is very cons- there is a very consistent way about hit, how hit points are used. Yes, yeah, I know. <laughs> so that's yeah. that's that's what she's getting at. I, I believe. I understand. Like, yeah. Like, in, hey, if you say hit points on a character sheet, you know, you know that if they go to zero, something bad happens. Yes. We don't necessarily know what hit points represent nope. in terms of like the physical aspect. Yeah. yeah. It it doesn't matter. Like the, you can call the point is levels, that... it's not sex. Uh you know, whatever you want. Oh, I am now thinking of the game where there are three different blood points and everything and everything is blood points, but they're different but they're different pools. Sure, and you I, could have a phlegmatic for, for for that happening in, happening in my head. Sanguine, bilious. Nope. Yeah. That's the last one. No, there was four, wasn't there? It wasn't four, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sanguine, bilious, phlegmatic. Uh, I do not remember. There was uh, no. There was two biles. There was yellow bile and black bile. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. I'm. I, I can't remember which one is which. Bilious is black bile. Yeah, sanguine blood, and then it was white blood, right? It was pus, whatever. I can't, I can't remember what that is. Yeah, yes. Um, anyway, yeah. In any case, but but it Matt, you know, you could do. Hmm, that'd be a fun. That'd be an interesting game. I mean, just <laughs> medieval alchemy as is true. The RPG. <laughs> so so the 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 oh god, I actually have ideas about that game. So the outer world is described in air is described in air, fire, earth, water, and the mm-hmm. inner and the inner world and psyche is described in blood. But well, you know, mm-hmm. the the four humors and yeah. oh god. <laughs> yep. Vitriolic? I'm just gonna uh, point out that there's time. at least a video game that does that because oh, okay. there is a medieval potion crafting game on Steam. Oh yeah. Yeah. So basically that. Anyway, the I think the point behind this though is that if you're trying to make a very small condensed game so that 
you don't have to explain a lot of concepts. You want to stick basically to the core idea of what the game is about, like its theme or its purpose. Like, um, for example, in Jonathan's Cut to the Chase, it very clearly says this is a game about a chase. Melancholy. Sorry. Melancholy. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Melancholy thanks. Black Okay. Thanks. Yeah. But yeah, because cut to the chase is about a chase it focuses on the concept of a chase if it doesn't have to do with the chase it doesn't tend to talk about it like it focuses on the core concept of what makes that game that game and i think that's probably what you want to do if it's a if it's going to be a very smaller condensed game so that it's not like wandering all over the place it's not like D or my game or whatever where it tries to cover like every possibility that a player could come up with that they might want to explore or do like that's not the purpose of like these smaller condensed games for the most part yeah or, yeah. Oh. or they so, sorry go Kevlar. or they are trying to focus in on one thing being important, although a lot of different things can happen, it doesn't need to define all of them. Sorry, I wasn't saying anything important, so please talk, Jonathan. Well, like, there's small games that have small or condensed... Uh, I don't know. I can't even describe my game. Pets <laughs> of the Chase is only trying to do one thing. Um, and and it's it's just focusing in on that one thing. Um, because of that, it does that one thing very well. In a, in a way, I'm looking for the minimal, <laughs> quote, direction to play what the community at large thinks of as RPG. Um, so, yes, many people are used to, uh, or at least many people like us are used to games like mine that are really focused in on a certain experience. And there's tons of games like that, and I'm not like poo-pooing those, but like I guess what I'm interested in or wondering is like, um, how do we make games that are successful, like uh, uh, Lasers and Feelings, um, or Rises maybe is another example. Uh, although there's some more text to that, it, it's still very basic. Um, and so I think to sort of determine how we sort of, at least at least for me, I need to know, I need to like break down like what the expectations are. Um, and so that's sort of where I'm starting from. And I think we've already hit on some things like um, leaning on tropes and stuff like that. Like, so one of the reasons that uh, uh, Lasers and Feelings works is because it's like pretty clear that this is like a Star Trekian sort of um setting uh or something close to that and and even in the page on lasers and feelings there is a ship that looks like the enterprise mm -hmm. and so it's like it's like hinting like you know like star trek where they have sex with aliens right like or uh -huh. or star trek where they make first contact right like there's sort of like the, these these variations so but there's these... these can be the same thing right right 
But um, uh, I'm just thinking of every game I've played of Lasers and Viewings, and I I am very bad at doing Star Trek. Apparently, <laughs> the unifying theme of many of my games in Lasers and of Lasers and Feelings is at some point the ship that they are given at the start of the session is going to end up crashed into something, <laughs> <laughs> probably deliberately. Uh, okay. <laughs> so there's surely more. Hold on a second. My power bar fell off my desk and it's dragging all my cables, including Good. my mouse, behind. Ter- terrifying. Good luck with I'm that. Making... The, one of the big problems is this is definitely something where different subcommittees are going to expect entirely different things from mm-hmm. what a short game should be. And mm-hmm. it's very strange to look at that. Some people are going to straight up expect lesbians. I mean, you're not wrong, exactly. (laughs) I think the important part, though, that does stand out is that it's not just going to be... There's the one single thing, really. I think it's going to be... You're going to have to define... Like, you're looking at what is the minimal amount of information that somebody can play this game, it seems like, right? Is yeah, that so... Okay. Um, kind of. I mean, okay, so to, like... Okay, let me ask you a question here. Are you also kind of interested in how would you... How do you extract the core loop out of small games in order to produce other small games? Maybe. Like, are you, are you interested in how those That's games good. carry from scene to scene? And I'm less how... less, less okay. about that because I don't. Okay, sorry. It was you go on. No, no, no keep going. I'm asking questions. So less that because I think that when I think we already have preconceived notions about how games work, so that we don't. I'm not trying to recreate how people think of that. So mm-hmm. I want to invite them to just jump scene to scene how they normally would because because why would I give them why would I try to teach them to do something different when I'm trying mm-hmm. to be minimalist because I would uh, I would suppose the goal of a minimalist RPG is to have the most amount of impact with the least amount of influence right yeah, fair enough and I guess it matters where the most impact is if it's like there or somewhere else mm-hmm. or if it's impact is the sparseness or what i don't know i, I don't know uh, if lasers and feelings is so good ouch. because <laughs> sorry I'm, bumping my table. Yeah. I'm good now thanks <laughs> lasers and feelings so good that oh like i shouldn't say so good i think if if it's presumed to be so good because John Harper wrote it and that got a lot of traction and it's been used a lot. Like, is that why? Or is there something else to that that makes it so well used? Yeah, I think it has something to do with with the Matthew principle there. I mean, you know, once a game gets a certain amount of traction, it gets a certain amount of audience and that spiraled upwards. And that's, you know, however that happens, whether it's uh, an influencer promoting it on a channel and it's, and somebody sees it or or it's a well-known author i don't like however it gets out 
it gets out. Right. But I don't think I don't think it's anything to do with the mechanics or the design. Not original. Of any game or that game specifically? Of any game, really. Yeah. I mean that, that that's been my experience. Like I found like, you know, gems that are like barely anybody's heard of. And you know, many popular games are clunky and hard to run and like fight you on a lot of levels. Yeah. So you know, I don't think I don't think a game's popularity has anything to do with its with its design. I think there's there are certain things that contribute to mass appeal, but design is a slice of that. But it's not it's not the whole thing by any stretch well, of the imagination. Yeah, I don't think it's even like fifty percent. I will say that part of ways of the feelings becoming ambiguous, at least in the circles that I spend time in, is it is really easy to make a joke, lasers and feelings hack, and. I, I say this with complete sincerity, that is probably how it started spreading, that it probably contributed to it spreading and making weirdness with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The, like, the memeability of a game is one of the things that contributes to it spreading. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, th- that and, as a gimmick, if it's literally one page long, is a pretty good gimmick, actually. <laughs> and it's, like, it's sensibly laid out in one page, and that is actually like there yeah, are I mean, people forget one of John Harper's real strengths layout. Yep. Yeah. Um, I feel like there are absolutely. people who have played Blades in the Dark that forget there is a p- single page that has all the downtime activities perfectly laid out. <laughs> it is yeah. like the most valuable page in that game. And, yeah. No, no. He, he, his, his layout skills are an inspiration. Him and uh, um, Nathan Pauletta, who does all the layout for his own stuff too. Just. Man, like anybody who who likes RPGs should just look at their layouts and just be like, "This is how, this is like some of the best game UI in in tabletop RPGs." Just, so just take notes, people. <clears throat> I don't want to expand upon that. That I think that the game itself does actually have a lot to do with whether it gets replicated like whether it passes between people because just because something's advertised by a lot of people does not mean that other people actually want to pick it up because this does happen like there was a game i was looking on steam yesterday that there was basically a lot of streamers were playing it a lot of people picked it up and it had a big name behind it but then basically all the reviews on it were like, yeah, this is just such a buggy mess. Like you can't go 10 minutes without it crashing. Mm. And it's like, most of the reviews were like, I feel lied to by Ooh. the people that were streaming this because it's like what you showed in the stream was nothing like what I actually did. <laughs> Yeah, but this means that the games that end up propagating, some of it is the game mechanics. Not a ton, but some of it is. Some of it's going to be things that just make sense. Some of them are going to be, like you said, with the uh, with the user interface. If the user interface is very clean, it's easy to understand, it's easy to use the game even if it has like flaws with 
playing it. If the interface looks pretty and it looks clean, people will, like the players, will typically excuse a lot of errors in gameplay itself. Just because, well, look at it. it, it looks easy. Like, I can show this book to someone, I can open a page, and they're like, oh, that's friendly and inviting. It it has don't panic on the front cover. Uh-huh. And I mean, that was just supposed to be like a joke about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but they're not wrong. It actually is a very succinct commentary on, like, how people handle things. If it looks easy to use, it doesn't actually matter as much if it's actually easy to use. Yes. Agreed. Uh, yeah. I agree. I, I think um, a big part of my design has been trying to figure out how to make the game easy to use. Hmm. And which I, hope, is a- I hope you have revised it since last time I looked at it, because... <laughs> That was not how I would describe its most recent version. Is what I was nope, not at all. No, no. Uh, that is also how I would describe its most recent version. Yeah, not easy to use. No, that's 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 what I'm striving towards. Hence, hence the unfinished nature of it. Um, so, is it worth um, inventing? something new and extremely usable slash simple for the sake of, um, say, saving space. In this case, we're trying to make something small. Or are you better off using some pre-existing structure? Hmm. Uh, In this case, like if we're referring to like Lazen Feelings, it has a nice, concise, Uh, resolution mechanic and what would that be called uh like ability score all wrapped into one um and it it is what it is and actually it is probably it is super simple and is probably worth using in a lot of cases but but if you could like create something better theoretically would it be better to do that or to just use what works if you know if you are actually sure and actually have it designed uh create something that works better for what you are trying to do if you do, if you're operating on a theoretical that's going to delay making what you want putting what you want out into the universe then obviously you know yeah just use it's going to be a trade off but i i think that there's also something to be said for familiarity like it's not just that tropes have the advantage that okay yeah there you don't have to explain nearly as much because the players already know what it is like our example of hit points earlier like okay people if they may not know what a hit point represents but they understand the concept of a hit point basically right before we move on there's something terrible i want to mention and I'm so sorry. Catrice, actually finish your point. Okay. okay. I want to be really quick about that. It's that people are resistant to change. If you put something in that 
they don't know they haven't seen before, they'll actually fight you on it, even if it's blatantly a better mechanic or a better way to do things, just because they're not used to it. Mm-hmm. You do have to account for that. Yeah, it took a John Harper to not just make Blades in the Darks, but it took a John Harper to make a Forged in the Dark, right? Like, because it could have just been another game. Like, it's good, but it could have just been another game that was just like a one and done, right? There's nothing saying that that would ever become a Forged in the Dark. Oh, uh, okay, there is one thing saying it. Yeah, no, it was in the Kickstarter. Well, the, no, other than that, or a more meta level. Oh. On a more meta thing, level, I mean, yeah. Yeah, hmm. there's one thing saying that, and that is, it is a, it is a modified strain of a powered by the Apocalypse game, as and it wears that DNA, like it admits that DNA. So the fact that a Forge in the Dark could spontaneously erupt was more was substantially more likely due to that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it took a. I say it took a John Harper to do that to to for it to stick yeah for it to stick yeah I'm... like how many um i've seen so many games uh try to sell their own acronym for whatever right mm-hmm. and and like apocalypse world as far as i know i could be wrong about this i don't think they did it on purpose and i think like to some degree oh, fortunately, uh... <laughs> am i wrong I'm trying to remember. I think it was in one E. Oh, was it? Uh, okay. There, I think there was definitely advice for making hacks in one E. I'm not hundred sure. percent. No, they. No, both both Megan and Baker have been on record of saying like they were designing a framework. Yeah, okay. I understand that, but I yeah. mean, like, I don't know if they anticipated what came out of it. I guess. Like, no, I don't think anybody could have, but I, I think I think they were do I think they knew what they were doing. I think they knew they were designing like they were consciously here's, yeah, yeah, here's the buckets that you can fill, like in order to make in your own version of this that does something different. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. in a way they weren't intentionally like creating it for that. Otherwise they could have just made the framework without creating their game Apocalypse World, right? No, I don't think that's the case. I think the best way to demonstrate to 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 get somebody to create something is to is to give a demonstration, yeah, and they gave a great demonstration. Especially when you're designing it top down, like their notes mm-hmm. seem to indicate that they were in the blogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, that's one way to put it. But there is actually a good example that we know is true, which is that the quickest way to get the correct answer on something is to say the wrong answer on the internet. Which uh, it, I think it, it's it, just the easier that, that, just to do it on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that Catrice, I disagree with that statement. I yeah. I know it's not entirely true, but it, it is a meme for a reason because it actually isn't entirely wrong. Like if you say something that it stands out, and somebody's like, "Yeah, but I can do better," they're gonna try to do better just to prove that they can do better if you simply bring up like a hypothetical like okay you could use this to make a better game it's like yeah i could but i don't have anything i have to prove that i can do better than once you make a game 
somebody else is going to be like, yeah, but I can do better than that. And they're going to actually view that in the sense that they should do better than that. Are you describing your own process here? No, not really. <laughs> no, that's probably part of it. But probably? I, that's how, that sounds like that sounds that sounds like a deep uh, a deep view into yourself to me. I mean, but. probably to some degree, but I mean for people in general. Like if you see creative no, I think you're right. for creative people creative people, they mm -hmm. if you're gonna be creative, why are you creating things? Like a lot of the time it's because the thing that you are creating did not already exist and you want it to exist. Yeah. Like yeah. how many people go in and try to make heartbreakers for D D. It's because they saw something in D D. It's like, I want this out of D D. D D does not do it. Therefore I will make my game that does what I thought D D should do. Yeah. No, that's how that's how a lot of us got started. I mean, that's how I think every designer we've had on the podcast. Not everyone, I think most of them, probably about eighty percent of them though, can answer were I know we had at least one that said they did not do it for that. Okay. Maybe one. But pretty much everybody was like, Yeah, I was trying to fix something <laughs> in D D or Shadowrun. Vincent Baker, I think was Shadowrun. Uh yeah. or was it or was it uh no, it doesn't matter. But somebody was trying to like they were dissatisfied with an experience basically. They were like, Oh come on. It's obvious how you fix this. <laughs> right. And and they were like, okay, let's do it. And you know they many of these guys did that. They actually made a better game. It, so, it's not it's not to them. just I think that in my opinion. They can make a better game. I think it's also that it has to be clear that they can see what it could have been. Mm -hmm. And that's what's bugging them. Yes. Agreed. Because it's if you make just like, okay, here's a platform, like a thing that you can use to create new games. It's like, yeah, but why would I do that? Well, but... I, mean, I don't disagree with, uh, I want something to exist, so I created it. I mean, that is my design philosophy, but I'm not always trying to fix something. Although my first thing was actually trying to fix something. So I, I can't say that. It's not true. Although it wasn't D and D, at least that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. It's not always D and D, but hey, man, it's like a lot for a lot of us. Yeah, that was it, that was that was our first. That D &D, was our first beating. D and D has a lot of obvious problems, and it's very and a lot of people play it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and it, I... has, and it has a lot of different things that you can take issue with. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. Initially, I started designing to be novel just different, new, whatever. Uh, it never really works, you know, when you try to do that <laughs> for so many reasons. Like, just like, you don't, you're never the first person to make a painting, so you never create something that is completely its own thing, right? Like, right. you're always Even building then? on, you know, what you know mm -hmm. and what you've learned and stuff. But yeah, of like, you yeah. can, you can make something new, but the problem is that the vast overwhelming majority of new things um they're new for a reason like there's a reason nobody tried that before a lot of the times yeah. it's because it was a bad idea 
Like no, there's I mean, a lot of terrible sort of ways to do things. That sort of implies that someone has tried it, right? Like if it, you know it's a bad idea. Like, yeah, sure, you can you can understand that jumping off a cliff is a bad idea without jumping off a cliff. But a lot of other things are you don't know until you try kind of thing. Yeah, a lot of them are you don't know until you try, but that is one of the biggest advantages of like human brain is it can see things into the future it can extrapolate out information and go okay if i do x what are the consequences is this a good idea or not because if it turns out this is going to get killed that's a bad thing it's good that i can figure this out before it happens and so we're specialized in being able to think in advance about that kind of stuff and go neat i didn't actually need to die to find out that this was a bad idea i'm gonna avoid continuing down this <laughs> path um but um i i just want to sort of i'm kind of like haven't really expressed why i was looking at this but i i kind of want to like use like a limited format to cr create hard copies of games so like a, and that's like a chapbook or really small book that's just for fun like creative fun uh but also i'm i'm trying to make smaller games to uh yeah it it's could be good for distribution but it could be worse for distribution too like if you if people don't print chapbooks then it's it's uh if you can't find a printer to do chapbooks because it's not like a common way, then you're kind of screwed too. But um, anyway, but also just like to make games and just be done with them too, in a sense, like to make mm -hmm. something like it's, mm. it's not a shot at you guys specifically saying that I think you guys are doing something wrong, but, but it is a comment when I say like, you guys have been, working on things for a very long time oh, oh yeah for so long that mm -hmm. it's like well like it's i lots of people have done that and lots of people have pub published after doing that uh and a lot of people haven't published after doing that yeah. um so i just oh agreed. one i don't think i can actually create anything if i invest in like a large scale game because i'm just like my life doesn't allow it or at mm -hmm. least based on how much i'm allowing myself to commit to it my life doesn't allow it that's and, totally fair and, yeah and so that's yeah so as i was just trying to say i'm not taking a shot at you uh specifically but i think like i personally couldn't do that type of creation at this time in my life no that's totally fair um uh, do note as well that this actually works in kind of an inverse way as well which is a little weird because like when you want to make something really small like say down to like one to ten pages you also have to compress information extremely careful like if you do not explain things clearly you're going to wind up with huge problems like people not understanding the rules or not knowing what to do in different situations like 
the polish level on a very small product is actually kind of required to be higher than it is on a large, larger scale. Like you have mm. to be so much more careful about the wording and phrasing of things to get the message across in a smaller space. So I'm going to say like that I disagree. Um, mm -hmm. But um, the reason is, is for many reasons. Uh, one is like, do you think, just because again, this is the example we've been using, but do you think John Harper dwells on any issues and lays in feelings? Like, do you think he even spent a lot of time like addressing issues, like even legitimate ones that came up? I was like, he didn't have to. It was, it's a free game. Um, it's, it's widely open to interpretation and in so much that um, there's a lot of not wrong answers. Uh, and so you just, I think like you can be, because of the smaller investment, um, you can just afford to not be specific and, and the mistakes can just exist. Like I'm not saying they won't affect the product, but I think you can be more cavalier because the product actually means less to you in some ways, right? Like it's, mm -hmm. it's, um, it's the level investment is, is just lower in general and you can love, love it and, and let it go. Um, yeah, no, I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think you're talking about practicing releasing attachment to outcome. Yeah. 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 No, I think you're absolutely right. That's that's a really good thing to do. And it's something that I'm I'm that I has been weighing on me for the last couple months because even though I've got, I've actually gotten more Ashley Playfest under my belt, which is which I'm really happy about. Um with totally new people, which is great. And I, these are people whose opinions I really trust and they have no reason to bullshit me, which is awesome. Um, so, so the playtest has been going well, but there's where I'm hitting walls is in describing what I'm doing with the GM side of it. I'm having trouble describing my own process mm. and the player side stuff is like pretty much done again. And and what's what's interesting is like anybody can go to the Ashes Discord and see all the milestones the game has gone through, the various playtests, and how like how, what the additions have have mutated into um, from the start where it was where it was just a I want to do D and D with my own rule set, and how it transitioned through um, a more a much more complicated and refined like war game-ish thing and then more and more of that started falling away with successive iterations and the game became more and more story focused until so many of the mechanics have fallen away now it's i'm just concerned about like the barest sinew that gets the characters from point to point and allows them to scope up and down in their their story and so like as i i i feel like i have actually had development 
happening because I have all these addition changes and I have all these mechanic changes and I have the game is like completely different from from the first couple playtests. Like it's unrecognizable. And so I know there's work being done. I know that I'm I'm making progress. But the but the uh, ability to get something out because I and I've got like art for this thing. I've done my own art. I have like there's there's and and Catrice is the same, right? The art exists for her game. Um, like she's got playtesters. There's stuff. There's movement happening. There's it's it's there's it's it's weird because like but I still and yet and yet I still feel this sense of stagnation because I I keep getting locked into um sort of theoretical loops of like okay is this representing what it's supposed to represent properly properly right quote unquote like to whose definition of properly mm-hmm. right who like who is this supposed critic that i am projecting into the future that is going to give me feedback on the thing i'm creating now and how can I head that off such that this can improve now, such that that critic can't can't say what they're gonna say? <laughs> yeah. It's such a fuck loop. It's yeah. it's terrible. And yet it improves the game still. So here's here's the conundrum, right? Like I totally hear what you're saying. I totally hear what you're saying because on one level, it's important to run that. Because you do want to make you do want to make a good product and you do want to have design that makes sense. And if if it's not if if you want to get like something that really represents an idea well and you want to make it elegant, it's gonna take like a lot of polish. Like that's work right on that on that regard. If you want to do something really crazy in a short book, it's gonna take a lot of like look, Bluebeard's Bride that is that product, right? That's short, high polish, very impactful, but sparse all things considered. And so like that that game like really nailed it. But it took there's three people there like working on the same product and with different on different parts of it and all of them contributed a lot to the outcome. And so it that just shows you how much work goes into something like that. But on the other hand, it is really good to have something finished. It's really good to have something out and like to that end, I want to make smaller stuff just to fire out some things. Yeah, you and this know? is and so this is good. I, I completely I'm on, I resonate with what you're saying so much. Yeah, yeah and sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to like. I had to rethink about what Catrice said to you, and it's like I had to agree with what you were saying. Like the better product, it it demands like sort of like, um, very well-written conciseness and 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 very polished work to to make the 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 best product i didn't want to like i kind of took away from that and and she's right it does but just as an in as a creation like i don't have to do that i can just put something out uh, sure you, you can advocate quickly actually. and yeah, you to, to a degree this is good as well like even like to get on your previous point as well, like having a smaller game, even if you put like a ton of polish into 10 pages, 
it's still a lot less effort to do a ton of polish on 10 pages than it is to do minimal polish on 600. Like, that's yeah. just a fact. <laughs> yeah. There's no way to get around that. Like, this is still good. But do keep in mind that if you start getting into the mindset of just push something out now, no matter what quality it is, just get it out, get it out, get it out. You do wind up with something that we do have a term for. It's called shovelware. Like you do wind up with something that's just a pile of garbage. And it's a really big pile of garbage that you've made. It's like, hey, I've thrown out like 20 different games. They all sucked. Okay, that's yeah, great. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. But... And, and I guess like, I, that's different than what I... Yeah, I don't I think, think that's what like, you're I'm not, getting I'm at. not pushing him out okay. for the sake of pushing him out, like for the sake of getting a new product out. So in that sense, like I'm, I, no. I know what you're saying. And like, and actually the internet and like, I was actually listening to a podcast about this, re re referring to like self-publishing on Amazon. And oh, yeah. I guess like Jesus. the magic, the magic number for like to, to make a living doing it is like releasing every three months. Which is ridiculous. Like it's impossible. It's like you can do it. Maybe, maybe some people can do it for a while, but it's it's not sustainable. There's only um, a few. And so I'm not trying do. to like publish. For it sounds like you need to have like speed and like a, a a really good voice to text program, and you could probably do that. You can also and, do and just it. rave like a lunatic. <laughs> no, you can also do hours. it if the genre that you're writing for is not supposed to have high quality writing like if you if you release romance novels like that you can do it and if you actually put more effort into them to make them higher quality you'll actually get less sales oh and yeah. many of them are ai written now so well yeah it it doesn't even matter like if you're a human trying like i don't know like say a, your standard is like eighty thousand words like if you're doing like 350,000 words in a year. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, anyway. The, I bet Cat types that much. Just, just yeah. <laughs> yes, but Cat doesn't type that much to be in published yeah. works. No, no. No, that's earliest. I have done that much. Cat deletes more than most publishers publish. So. Yeah. <laughs> I have so. done that much within a two-month span, though. I have done that before. Yeah. And it was on yeah. my Arsa game. It's just that was to try to get as much of it down on paper as quickly as possible so that I would have something that technically looked like an almost halfway finished game. <laughs> it's that's that that beats my record by an order of magnitude. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, it was basically Jesus. It's like fourteen to sixteen hours days, like every day for two months uh-huh yeah for two months it was it Jeez. was ridiculous no. but yeah <clears throat> i i did manage to succeed on it but i don't recommend doing this for anybody else this was a terrible idea i got anyway, something like 400 pages just to say yeah like i'm not like it wasn't my point wasn't to publish as often to make a living doing this it's just to like publish to complete something Right. No, this, this is a totally good make idea. Make something a size that mm -hmm. is completable. 
Yes. Uh, Do not get stuck in the infinite loop where yeah, every, where your entire life <laughs> revolves around. The, oh, oh, uh, oh yeah. who are you talking to? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, take there could be two this, people. This, 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 yeah. Mm. No, but this, this game has turned me into a different person working on this thing. So yeah, I think, yeah. I think the, you guys can like always it. like compare to other people that we know and be like, yeah, they did. They're on been working on it much longer than I, I have, and they still haven't published their things. So there's always yeah. someone you can like look at and be like. Like when they publish, you know you the clock has started, right? Like when that person <laughs> that's been working for like twenty years and they're like, shit, they published. I can't fucking believe it. Like I, I'm on a clock now. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I don't think that either of these two think, see it that way, but I could be wrong. <laughs> oh no, I I I have committed to the idea that Ashes could be released after I die. I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh okay, <laughs> I've seen that as possibility. Oh. Yeah. But the, I think the main point here, though, is that there are definitely notable benefits for not trying to make something perfect. Like, you do get diminishing returns. This was something that I think I've mentioned before that they explained very clearly in uh, college for me was you can always make it better. You can always yeah. make it more perfect. But the thing is... Mm-hmm. Each step along the way, it's going to take more effort for smaller payout. And it's going to take more and more effort for smaller and smaller payout. It's just going to keep going forever. You can always make it better. There is a very real risk that you will get locked into a position where you basically never release. Like, it's never done. There's always more you can do. It's like, well, yeah, there's always more you can do. That doesn't mean you should keep trying to do more there is a point where you have to say this is good enough it's time to actually release it it's it's as done as it should be because it'll never be as done as it can be so this is something that you have to actually be aware of and you have to be like is this ideal for me right now and if you make like a smaller game that's more densely compacted and it's like it's it's a simpler concept to work with you don't have to rack yourself over it nearly as long it doesn't have to be the same level of quality it can be really good if it is that same level of quality in a small space but it doesn't have to be you can release something and say i finished it it's done. I can move on to another project that I want to do more with. I'm not stuck with this thing forever. Yeah, we should all do that. I, I don't think that's always true. Like, I don't think it's. I don't think it's true <laughs> from myself. The rejection of what you, of the advice you just gave. No, I said what, that what, it what, can that, be the case. What is different word for people? No, <laughs> uh, I do. On Reach my forward. personal opinion is that. I do honestly think that uh, how should I phrase this? Rob and Catrice would both benefit from putting out a short from putting out a short game that they don't really care about. Just yep. go through the process, but I don't 
think that that's where either of you are in terms of headspace. So no, I, no, that's totally where I am in terms of headspace. I've got like th three that I should just like fire out right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, having something on that people can look at without uh, looking at your six hundred page tome and get some idea of where you might possibly be is actually something that would be useful. No, yeah, that also Rob. Put something in the episodes thing for you. I saw that. <laughs> it's totally, totally in the Twitch stream, so you can. Yep, there it is. For anybody who's just listening to the podcast, it's okay to be a person struggling with productivity during a <laughs> prolonged crisis. Not you, though. Oh, not me, though. <laughs> but no, I, I to expand on what I was saying though, like. The idea that this is totally a good thing that people can do, this is totally true. And for most people, it's true most of the time. I think there are exceptions, though. Like, mm -hmm. for the game that I'm working on, I'm building it not just as this is a single thing that once it's released, it's done. Oh. I'm building this as this is going to be my career after I've released this. Like, but I'm intending... Yeah, my issue right. is any expansions that I release, I can do much quicker and easier if I do the base game properly. Yes, so, I understand that's the concept. Yeah, the more the more I get the base perfect or close to perfect, the easier it will be in the future to do everything else quicker and easier, and it'll save me so much headaches like five, ten years from now. And yes, it's going to suck right now to delay on release, but it'll probably be worth it in the long run. You're right. And not, we're not advocating that you release the or Just do something else because yeah. you can fire out words like crazy. Do something that you don't care about. Make, make, make a game about flying saucers. Um, try and take your cow. And that, that's it. Go. I already did that once. Okay, well, just freaking release it then. Just, just yeah. put it out. Just put it out. Yeah, but I. I'm no, do I'm, I'll do one. I'll do one if you do one. No, no, <laughs> no. I'm just saying, in the specifics of the flying saucer trying to abduct your cows, that was actually a thing that I did do in a previous game, but it was a video game, which did not get released, and that was not my fault in that case. <laughs> but I have well, worked yeah, I mean, on this. This specific, this, yeah. this specific suggestion, I have done. <laughs> yes, I, we get it. We get it. Okay. All right. Well, make, make, make a game about ninja cats trying to kill samurai dogs or something. I don't know. I could. All right. I may. Uh, I don't know. I'll I'll consider. I'll, I'll do. I'll, I'll take do. It I'll, I'll release. I'll release a proper version of Temples of the Infinite, which is that thing I kind of don't care about, which is just a combat system with a game wrapped around it. Uh, oh, to be clear, like I think that even in as a practice of um, changing your workflow, it might actually like, be up on, on. You don't need to. Hands. Uh, at least in my opinion, you don't need to publish. Like, you don't need to, like, you can, like, you know, wrap it in a bow, save it, and, and just leave it in your C drive, right? Like, but, but finish, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm. This is potentially yeah. reasonable. 
Um, just don't lie to yourself either. <laughs> no, that's also. Oh, here we go. That's... Here, I will link. I will link to my HIO page. There you go. I forgot you actually had one of those. Yeah, I know, right? I have Temples one too. Of the, Temples of the Internet there. is up there. I think. I think Whoa, not uh... even. Yeah. Nearly fully featured tactical RPG. There you go. Cool. Yeah. It's still a Google Doc. Does that count? Yeah. That's fine. All right. It's 32 pages. Yep. Yep. No, anyway, that's fine. It basically uh, does everything except advancement. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But, uh, if you want to run, if anybody wants to run a single session, if they can, you can figure out how from the Google Doc, good for you. Uh, <laughs> if you want to run a single session of it, and let me know how it is. I am, I am eager for the feedback. I think it's a weird little, little if you're game. Serious about, if you're serious about that, I'll bring it up with the people I pull one-shots with every week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And there's a character sheet, and the character sheet is is functional as far as I can tell. The only thing you need, so it, it is a combat game. So uh, you it it I guess it, I guess it doesn't rely on tactical combat, but it relies on something like that. So if as long as you have near, like it, it you could do like range band stuff with it. That would work, yeah. Because okay. it's basically Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I'm the right person to run it, but I guess... No, I'm probably right. not. No. <laughs> I, I, would, if, I mean, you can, you can do it in such a way that it's Dragon Ball Z and you're focusing much more on the cleansing the karma out of whatever the problem is. Because I don't detail what, what the karmic... the locus of dark karma looks like, so it could be, you know, yeah. environmental problem or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, no. Okay. I need to know this though. If yeah. this is truly going to be Dragon Ball Z, how many sessions of grunting does it take to release your special attack? Not uh, turns. How many sessions? Well, it's it's, it's designed to be a one shot, so one. <laughs> this is not Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> okay, that's that's a that's a fair critique, actually. See, but this is the thing I you don't you can't care about. Thank you, thank you, Kat, for demonstrating. This is the kind of critique you do not give a shit about. When you are releasing the game in 32 pages, yeah. go fuck yourself. I don't care. It's, it's Dragon Ball Z. If you want to make it, if you want to make it 10 sessions long and just be going, be my fucking guest. If that's what gets your jollies, I don't care. There you go. There's, there's the response to the critique that every designer should have. It's fair. I I think it's probably for the best that this isn't how it works. I'm just saying. Can you play Krillin exactly? <laughs> yeah. I, no, you can't. Okay? No. Shut up. Who cares? Jesus Christ. This is a game. Don't you don't have nothing. Nobody's holding a gun to your head. <laughs> anyway. It's free too. You, you don't have to pay me yeah. anything. Just 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 go look at it and say, oh Rob, it was so nice that you wrote 32 pages of nonsense. Thank you. That's all. That's like <laughs> And the more like Jewish your accent, the better. It just makes me feel like warmer, like chicken soupier. I don't know. I like it. I like it when that, that happens. It just feels good. So anyway, okay. I think I think I really got a nice feeling in New York when an old lady said to me, Oh, you look so nice here. 
And it's just like, wow. I guess it's not Jewish acting Yiddish, I suppose, or New York Yiddish, whatever it is. But I, I just felt like Warner. I'm just describing what I felt. Mm-hmm. I feel like we are somewhere adrift from the original topic, but <laughs> I, I also feel like we sure had a discussion. Uh, we did. I think we're probably more or less done unless anybody has any specific things they want to bring up. Yes, that was what I was going to ask. Specifically, Jonathan. I, well, I, I, thought, I thought the question was interesting because I thought it was about frameworks. Yes. And I'm trying to figure out my framework. That's what's taking me so long. I keep demolishing my framework or noticing that I have a gap and it's like, oh shit, <laughs> the loop doesn't close. Uh, I got a problem. And, yeah. and then I'm like, okay, um, where's the loop supposed to link to? Okay. It's links to this thing. Okay. That's cool. And now, oh shit. Now this part's broken. All right. Okay. So this links back to here and now I need, okay. So this is what affects this and this affects this and this, but this and this. Okay. So is this intuitive? Show it to somebody. Nope. Um, okay. Fuck. All right. <laughs> back to the board. One quick rule of thumb for that. Yep. If your loop has more than four steps in it, then it's probably too much. Correct. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Totally agree. It's, it, it's four steps. Yeah. That's the problem. It's just like making sure where it links because it's a, it's not, a, it's not linear. So mm. the links back, the, the recursiveness of it, uh, needs to be accounted for. Yep. Yeah. And so where it doesn't get accounted for where it is where where the GM takes the, the player filling in the blank stuff and then uses that to repopulate the environment. Because I got I've got everything that I got the players the opening works. I got the players filling in the blanks competently with interesting shit. That works great. I have them uh, sort of figuring out. I've sort of got it to the point where um, they can use the skills. This is what I'm going to find out tomorrow, hopefully, where they can um, intuitively reach for how, how to manipulate the world with with um, the character sheet. Uh, and I think that's kind of there. That Maybe. We'll see. Um, and then I, so the part that I'm trying to figure out now is what, okay, so an encounter, uh, takes them into the journal with a question. So, so that would be, uh, either explore, uh, evolve or, uh, engage. And those three things take you into the journal and ask a question and then that, that you, 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 answer right write the answer symbolically in the journal and uh and then and then sort of give that i'm trying to figure out how they give that feedback back to the gm and then the gm takes that and then plugs in to the slots in order to create the the obstacle that's derived from the player's input. Mm. So instead of instead of making a chart, right, and I'm rolling on a chart and a thing happens, I the the game takes the player's input 
and I need I'm trying to construct right now the proper grammar, you know, the spell the spell, yes, the, the for taking the player's input and regurgitating it uh, with the GM's the guides. Uh, I mean, this is this is the this is the human factor I think that Cat always talks about. Is like you, you know. I think I maybe just have to leave it open. Just give a couple of prompts, and say like, okay, here's the player's input. It's going to be, you know, this kind of thing. It's going to be X thing with with Y arcana, and this level of social strata, and uh, this magic item or whatever it is, you know. And they're approaching it with their. Uh, with their psyche, they want to learn something about it, and so they're exploring. They're, you know, they, they, they're, or they're approaching whatever it is with the, the encounter with their psyche, because they want to extract knowledge of the situation. And so, how does that? How do I then construct that that framework to take that input such that the the guy can have that in front of them, and then be like, okay, this is what happens. I feel like if you were giving them that much information, like in telling them to use it, and mm-hmm. they have all that, and they also have a setting that they have built, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like that is probably enough information that you are giving them to input. But that's just me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I... So, you, so, so your advice here is basically you don't worry about it. My advice here is give try it out. Okay. Yeah, try it yeah. out and like. For the uh-huh. actual text, give like three examples of how we think these things might play out. Okay. But but for the actual gameplay function, I don't think you need to rigidly define it if there are already six variables that are defined for them that will give them ideas and specify the circumstances. Probably so, yeah. <laughs> also, for what you were saying, I, I wanted to argue against the point that I don't always say that, but I was admittedly thinking as you were saying the stuff that yeah it sounds like you're trying a little bit too hard to basically remove the gm to the point that it plays more like a video game than an rpg like if you close the loop so firmly shut that there's no room for really the human interaction at that point like you don't really need the gm anymore yeah because the game just runs itself Right. Like, you can start just removing the players pretty soon at that point. Like, (laughs) And it's like, okay, this is interesting. You did this. Um, That's a great RPG that there's no need for the actual role-playing or the game part, actually. Like, let's just... Run a simulation, yeah. Yeah, that that might be a bit much. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, cool. Well, that sounds like good advice. I will do that. And uh, see what happens. The, 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 that's just my personal input. I don't know what it looks like in practice at this mode because the last time I saw, uh, the last time I looked at what the gameplay was like, it was it was a surreal dream drop. So you know that it was the final character. It's not not so. bad. It, it, it's it's it, it is it, it is a, I mean it is that. Also. Yeah, I know it's that, but yeah. I'm saying that I don't I don't actually know entirely what it looks like in practice. So I can't yeah. comment whether maybe there is something missing that you need to put in, but from what yeah. you described, my okay. my intuition is if you if you give them like 
six things that are already defined as true about the scene, and also they have an idea of what the what sort of things should happen. That's probably enough. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. does anybody have any closing thoughts on this topic? <laughs> and we might want to do the framework topic some other week because that is actually interesting on like how do you go about codifying that? Although buckets basically right like here you need to fill this bucket with this kind of information you need need to figure out how to design buckets that are intuitive but yeah and figure out how to make people understand what is important about the flow that it Mm -hmm. or yeah Yeah, how how does it flow how do the buckets get filled and from where yeah yeah so that they don't accidentally put the wrong the wrong weight in the wrong box anyway yeah. Yeah. Uh, and where do you dump the bucket when it gets full? That's the other thing. Yeah. Like that was the yeah. thing that was, I was trying to figure out. Like, how the hell do I end a? How do I? How do you end an encounter? And it's just like when the players are done. Like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. When it gets boring, <laughs> that's, that's, that's one way an encounter ends. The players go, okay, let's stop here. And that's. that's yep. Oh, uh, I don't know if that feels like a good idea. Just going to mention because that means you have to wait until after the point where they've basically hit the point where they don't feel like they're having fun anymore. That's like they would have to hit that point before they recognize it in no, most cases. It's, 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 um, it's the kind of thing where because it's asynchronous, right? Uh, the players can, they don't like, you don't have to rely on somebody else to like you're not no, 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 messing no, no. with somebody else to close a scene when you're done with it. Like when you're like, oh, okay, I got the thing I wanted out of here, and then I don't have to, I don't have to come up with a wrap up notion. So, you know what I mean? No, I, I don't even mean okay. like all the players as a whole. I mean players on an individual level. Like for in many cases, you will have like players that it's like, okay, we're doing the scene, like we're sneaking into the place, and it's like. It's they'll only tend to feel like, okay, I guess we're done when they've reached the point that they no longer feel like sneaking, meaning that they've already crossed that threshold to notice that they're not having fun for them to decide now's the time to turn it off. I think what? It would... are you talking? What do you know? What? <laughs> no, it's just like, okay, do, do the, the, the scene end when they either, you know, are done with the sneaking because they achieved their goal, or the scene ends because they, the sneaking is no longer an option and they have to either withdraw or face a different challenge. But but okay, that's it, not it, what it made it sound like you were saying at all. But they're, it, it, I'm, I'm saying like the, the the guide is in no way in control of the pace. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Jump in quickly to answer Gavor's question. If anyone is taking this as advice for design to uh, this topic specifically, lean on existing tropes and ideas of uh, genre um, as best you can. It works really good. People already do that for many types of games anyway. Um, But also to the closer you can give at least this part is more my opinion, the closer you can give the players what they're already expecting, the less 
instruction you need to give the players to play the game. So it's my two cents and, and kind of what I took out of this for myself, um, which I'm pretty happy with. Thanks. Okay. I'm glad somebody got something out of this. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, oh. everyone. <clears throat> Unless anybody else has any closing comments. No, no, close it. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Right. Rob, say your thing. Another. I wrote another game called We the Faceless. It's a 5e hack that's not available yet, but it's it's almost done. Oh, neat. That's cool. Yep. Good. Or against the faceless lords. We the faceless is the board game. Sorry. Also coming out. Oh, in December we're dropping um our, our uh my other my other company my my company yes our company Hellfire Games is is uh, coming out with a uh, board game creation app. We got Steam approval. Yay. Cool. Yeah, and it uh, is what I use to create uh, the uh, this board game, which is uh, we may be releasing on. Patreon soonish, Decemberish. So look for that. Fans of one, the, the one or two fans of me. <laughs> fans, fans of this podcast that are also and, that also want to play board games. Uh-huh. Uh, the the that one and, um, person who exists. That's yeah, probably it, a non-zero number. Yeah, <laughs> it's a uh, uh, for what type of game it is. It's a very fast playing. Uh, drafting 4x with simultaneous action, uh, simultaneous card playing, and uh, it's very metal because the, at, like all the games I do, the artist I got to do it does metal album covers, and yep. is in a metal band, and uh, it's a very cool dude, Matt Sticker, very nice guy. Nice. So check it out, cool art, stabby mechanics, stuff, good. Uh- Okay. I know it's all promo. Thank you. I, I promised myself to promo stuff I'm doing more because my wife said I should do that. Yes, that's, that is useful. Yep. I'm apparently I apparently might get into a fever dream and write an RPG uh, if I don't forget about it. So that that that's what that's my self promotion. Anyway, good night. <laughs> good night. Good night. Night where you are. <laughs> yep. All right. Ending the recording. I forgot to start Craig. So we're going to say goodnight again in a second, probably, maybe. <laughs>